0: Well, right. Better give him a contract extension. You damn well right. Better make him the manager over the next series of years. We use heart attack? Me. Managers on a major league baseball team don't make decisions. No, 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 no. that. Credibility in this situation is worse than losing your job. Was it over when the Frustration of the Major League Baseball managers, we know it. Ask me about my win And during that stretch, when they won five games and lost three games, the games they lost, they scored zero, one, and 3 runs in. What's going on everybody? Another edition of the Passball Show brought to you by JohnPielli.com, by St. Alwish's Church in Jackson, New Jersey, by Two Ways, One Passion Food Truck. Located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. As always, we're going to jump into a couple topics in relation to the world of sports. But always a reminder that anything that's on your mind, just throw it my way. You want to comment on any of the live feeds. You want to send me a tweet at John underscore Pelle. You want to send me an email at jrple at gmail.com. Go for it. Very often when you see a team, maybe your favorite team, a team that you expected to win a game, or maybe... Your team is the underdog for a given week or a given game. You don't expect them to go up against the mighty Goliath and be able to win a game. And then they end up losing. They end up losing close. It comes down to the last minute. comes down to the last inning in baseball. comes down to the last couple plays in any other sport. And the results are not what you want them to be. You want the big-time upset, but the upset was not in the cards on a given day. What's the first thing we do? We start to micromanage everything that doesn't have any relationship to the actual players on the field, which means we blame the officials. And when I say officials, I mean umpires in baseball as well. I don't want to say officials and umpires, and it just sounds so repetitive over the course of time. So when I make the statement officials— I mean umpires in baseball. I mean officials in football. I mean officials in basketball and hockey. And these, you know, every one of these cases are scapegoats for things that don't go our favorite team's way. And what we want to see in the end is our team to win a game, maybe in some cases, a game that we're not expected to see our team win. And what ends up happening is we blame everybody else that's not the players. We blame the officials. When it comes down to it, the officials, in every case, and in fact, very few cases in the history of sports, has it been proven that the officials had any sort of interest in a particular game. The officials are doing their job to the best of their abilities. Some do it better than others, but the consistency is the fact that they're trying to get the calls right on the field. So if we're talking about football, if we're talking about the Bears losing a game to the Steelers that they weren't expected to win, it wasn't because of the officials. It was because it just didn't work out in their favor. Now it's a very lazy take when you go and you blame the officials. And part of it's because you don't want to go after your own players. Justin Fields, in this particular instance on a Monday night football game, played very well. So nobody's knocking Justin Fields, even though when it came down to it, there's a play or two he could have made that could have put his team over the top. And that didn't happen. So, unfortunately, the Bears lost the game. But fans of the Bears in this instance are going to say the Bears lost the game because of the officials. And I just want to remind you how lazy of a take it is. I wanna remind you how much of a sore loser you sound when you go blame the officials for the fact that your team didn't win a game. Sometimes it just wasn't in the cards. Do officials make mistakes? Absolutely. Do they make mistakes that cost teams games? This happens all the time. But when it comes down to it, if your consistent stance is that your team loses only because the officials. It's a very lazy take. It's a sore loser type of mentality. You are likely the type of person that in your office setting stands by the water cooler, stands by the coffee machine, and talks shit about other employees. You're that kind of person. Uh, Are you going to change? Probably not. But you know what? Maybe it's time that you get labeled for the type of person that you are. I'm so tired of hearing sports takes that have to do with the difference between winning and losing is whether a game is officiated well or not. Now listen, I believe in accountability. I believe that officials, when it comes to the world of sports, need to be judged based off of their performance. If they're not doing a good enough job, then they need to be held accountable. They need to be held accountable for a job that they're not doing well. They need to be judged just like the players are being judged. If the players aren't doing a good enough job over a long enough period of time, odds are they're not gonna be on the field. Odds are they're gonna lose their job at some point. If a coach doesn't do the job that he's expected to do, if his team continues to lose, if he doesn't do what's expected out of him or her, over time they're held accountable and eventually they lose their job. It seems like there's a different treatment when it comes to officials and you know what if there's one part of this argument that I'm going to agree with you agree with the lazy sore loser and the person that's sitting there talking shit about their employees in front of the water cooler I'm going to agree that officials in professional sports need to be held accountable and they're not they're not and it's it's something that I don't understand why it doesn't get changed. I don't understand why there isn't more public accountability for incorrect calls that are made. And I understand on a national spotlight, especially when it comes to football and baseball and even basketball, you know, these plays are so, in some cases, obvious and their replays are in split second slow motion to really make it seem as if these officials have made such blind errors. And yes, some of them are take a split second to make a choice that's either black and white, up or down, left or right. And you got to make that call right now. I'm not saying it's easy. But to hold a job in a major sport as an official, you should have a history of getting calls correct. You should have a history of good job performance. And if you don't, You should be held accountable just like every other employee that exists in this country. Employees that don't do their job eventually lose their job. seems like officials in sports continue to have their job. The Angel Hernandezes in baseball continuously embarrass themselves and make a mockery of the sport. And they don't seem like they have any sort of repercussions. So that's the one angle of it that I agree with. But when you... Use that as your place to land on whenever your favorite team loses and say the only way that your team could ever lose is because of the officials and the officials cost you the game. Understand there's a human element that's involved with the officials and sometimes good teams find a way to overcome some calls that don't go their way to win an individual game and over time win themselves important games and eventually a championship. That's number one. Number two, Scott Boris does his yearly press conference where he waxes poetically about players. And you know his role. His role is to drive up players' salaries. His job as an agent is to get his players paid. If you've listened to this show enough, you you know I've taken my shots at Scott Boris for making a lot of this about himself as opposed to the players' that he represents. He has a goal. He his, his goal is to drive his own business, and his business obviously is representing players, like I just said. So he is going to tell you about why all of the players that he represents deserve to get paid, but most importantly, why all the players in Major League Baseball deserve to get paid. And one of the things that I usually I usually take this time to knock Scott Boris. I'm going to give him a little bit of credit because he brought up some very valuable points during the time that he was speaking yesterday. And you've heard me talk about this. Why are there tankers in baseball? Why is there such a battle for the bottom? Why is there such a value with the number one overall pick as opposed to a top five or a top ten pick? Why are teams quitting before the season even starts? Most other sports don't have that. Yes, there's rebuilding everywhere. There's rebuilding in the National Football League. There's rebuilding in the National Basketball Association. But when it comes to baseball, it seems to be more perpetual, more consistent. Teams give up and quit for a series of about five years. And it's something that I don't know how exactly to change it. What's the right way to go about this? Is it a matter of instituting a salary floor? Well. Scott Boris doesn't agree so much with the salary floor because he believes that the teams that spend high amounts of payroll will over time be forced to bring that down a little bit. So the rich aren't going to get richer, even though the poor or the ones that are holding back from committing money are going to be forced to spend more. He believes that there's more manipulation that can be involved. Players maybe not playing on the field could take money just for the sake of a team getting over, uh, you know, 100 million dollars. His belief is that it's not a good long-term thing. But a salary floor, I think, is something at some point that has to be implemented. You have to force the Clevelands and the Tampa Bays and the Oakland's and the Pittsburgh's and any other team that is just given up and says that the way that we're going to make a bottom line is by not paying our players at some point that has to change at some point they have to be forced to either commit a certain amount of money per year to their players or the owners have to get out of the business and have somebody else in charge that's willing to allocate money to pay their own players. So, I'm in agreement with that. I believe there should be a salary floor. It doesn't necessarily have to be in conjunction with a salary cap. But another point that Scott makes that I think he's he's right on with. I mean, think about the Atlanta Braves. And if you're a Braves fan and you hear Scott Boris talk and you take it the wrong way, I don't know what else to really tell you. Because Scott Boris was not taking a shot at the Atlanta Braves. Scott Boris was basically making a point that the Braves got richer over the fact that up to about six individual teams had already quit for a given season. Now, if your favorite team was whatever, and that team ended up making six distinct trades within around two weeks to the trading deadline, you'd be happy too. And it's almost like the Braves were able to kind of cherry pick these trades. I would be shocked if there was a player or two that went back the other way in any one of these trades that end up helping those other teams going forward. Now, there will be. There'll be a player or two that you'll hear about. The Braves won themselves a World Series championship off of the strength of what General Manager Alex Anthopoulos did at the trading deadline. He deserves all the credit to it. And the Braves are the World Series champions. I love the fact that Brian Snicker said that you know, you're. All, they're always going to be the World Series champions. There's never, they're never going to have that taken away from them. But Scott Boris is right. There has to be something that keeps these teams from throwing up the white flag and quitting. I mean, the, the, the fact that So many other teams that probably wanted to win a World Series in 2021 could have taken just as much advantage of these teams that weren't even trying. Now, I get it. Sometimes you have a season that doesn't go well. I'm not so much knocking the Cubs and the Nationals, two teams that I expect to be back in the race when it comes to competition, when it comes to paying players, when it comes to having a reasonable payroll for the 2022 season. They they both had looked at it and realized 2021 wasn't their, the best year. They had some free agents, especially the Cubs with Rizzo and Bryant and Bias. You know the Nationals with Scherzer and not being able to come to an agreement with a contract extension with Trey Turner. Guys like John Lester and Kyle Schwarber and others, you know, were pending free agents. So I get it. You dump these players off. You get. A younger group of players. Hopefully, some can be part of your nucleus of your future. And I think both of those teams are going to be active in free agency this year. Some of the other teams I have a little bit of a concern about. I understand that Ben Sherrington took over the Pittsburgh Pirates and he's going to build this from the ground up. I understand that, you know, Mike, Mike Elias came over from the Houston Astros and he's with the Baltimore Orioles and he's got a plan. Well, at some point, you got to hold the man accountable for the sloth or the sluggish path of a given plan. The plan is taken forever. It doesn't seem like there's going to be anything coming in the future. Now you want to talk about the Rushmans and the Mount Castles and the Trey Mancini's and the Austin Hayes's and the Cedric Mullins that are coming up with the Orioles and maybe it's the beginning of something that's going to get a little more special over time. Okay, but I don't know how many more years you're gonna say this coming year isn't the year, but the next year is gonna be better. And you see that happen with a lot of teams. The Astros kind of broke the mold with this of completely giving up for a series of four or five years because they ended up building it right. They invested in analytics. Jeff Now, if you don't like Jeff now I think you should respect how good of a baseball executive he was with the knowledge of how to build a department, all the different departments when it comes to analytics and pitch tracking and stuff like that. And by the time the Astros had developed some good young players, they had a great system that propelled them to the major leagues and made them a legitimate World Series contender for about five to seven years. Now, that window could probably still go on. Carlos Correa is gonna be a free agent. It's unlikely he's he's gonna come back, but they're still in a very good position to still prosper. That's what the Orioles are looking for. That's what the Kansas City Royals, after winning a World Series championship in 2015, after the second of back-to-back World Series appearances, have tried to do for the past handful of seasons. And you're gonna see some of these young players of course, the other exception is the Tampa Bay Rays. And we could talk about how they for whatever reason defy the odds. Now, they've done what Houston was able to do in regards to having all the top technology, all the proper pitch tracking, all the proper data when it comes to, you know, how to hit, the using platoon splits to their ultimate advantage. So, they they have all of that I think what's keeping them from getting to and winning a World Series is just that extra star player that's going to put them over the top. I don't know if they're willing to do that. That's neither here nor there. But my main point about Boris is the fact that he's got a job to do. He's got a job to generate the most amount of revenue for his players that he's representing. And the more money that players in Major League Baseball make, the more he prospers. And he's understandably upset with the fact that, in his mind, only 17 teams are really trying to win the World Series in 2022, and he's right about that. And his shot, or perceived shot about about the Braves was not a shot. It was the fact that the Braves were actually, um, actually took advantage of the fact that six distinct teams were dumping players, got those players at premium prices, and used them to win in the playoffs. Used Jock Peterson to win the NLDS. Used Eddie Rosario to win the NLCS. Used Jorge Soler to win the World Series. You know, good for them. He was actually complimenting the Atlanta Braves. Last point I want to bring up. You hear that John Wall, star player, longtime player for the Washington Wizards, playing for the Houston Rockets this year, He's making what $41 million? $44 million, I think. And he and the Rockets have an agreement that he is not gonna play at all. <clears throat> the Rockets intention has been to work out a trade for John Wall. And now you hear a report by Adrian Woznarowski that John Wall might not play all season. And I don't know if this has been brought up like this. I think a lot of people understand the Rockets and what they're looking to do. You know, They got you know Green, the number two overall pick in the draft. They're looking to build around young players with a young coaching staff. I totally get that, and I understand that. John Wall is still part of this team. And if they can't work out a trade for John Wall, maybe because of salary, maybe because there's no match to maybe bring in another player that's going to make a potential deal work out. There should be no condition where John Wall should be forced to sit out this entire season. John Wall's salary is something that the Houston Rockets took on when they traded Russell Westbrook to get him. So, you know, the the thought that the Rockets are victims, they got this player, and and maybe John Wall doesn't want to play. And if he doesn't want to play, it's a shame on him because he's getting compensated an awful lot of money. But it would be kind of taboo for the NBA right now. You got Ben Simmons who doesn't want to play because his feelings are hurt in Philadelphia. You got Kyrie Irving and maybe a little bit of a different situation in Brooklyn with the Nets with the, you know being anti-vax and he needs to be vax- vaccinated to play in New York City. Hey, listen, maybe that's there's underlying issues. You may have a little more of an argument and discussion with that, but... You know, I'm looking at John Wall, guy in the prime of his NBA career. And you obviously look at somebody that's on path, that if he plays you know, another X amount of seasons, he's certainly going to be a Hall of Famer. The NBA Hall of Fame, the softest Hall of Fame amongst all of them, is going to put John Wall in Hall of Fame. But is he going to look back and say, here's a year that I was on a team that didn't happen to be any good and wanted to play younger players, and I gave up a year of my prime to get forty-four million dollars to do nothing. There's a lot to me. There's a lot of different, um, you know, tentacles sticking out of this because you know there's some are, some fingers could be pointed at John Wall. Some fingers could be pointed to the NBA salaries of how players should, should be so compensated to a point where their contracts become immovable. And any element of the Houston Rockets, who have a talented player, a player in John Wall, that if he was on the court, he'd give them a better opportunity to win games. And maybe the Rockets are given a backhanded way or excuse to tank. And I don't like that either. So when it comes down to it, do I expect John Wall to be on a basketball court? I think at some point he should. If the Rockets come to a conclusion that they cannot trade John Wall, I think it's better for everybody that he, even if he's playing as a six man, he doesn't have to be the star of that team. He doesn't have to carry that team. But from a tanking standpoint, John Wall sitting on the bench is allowing the Houston Rockets to tank. And I have a problem with that. I do want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Passball Show today. Today, we spoke about blaming officials and how lazy uh, that makes the fan, how much of a sore loser you are, how likely that fan is to be standing at the water cooler in the coffee machine at their office talking shit about their fellow employees. You're that person. Officials are trying to get the game right. They make mistakes just like anybody else. They make mistakes just like you do at your own job. To blame them for the reason that your team loses, I think sometimes you got to just realize that sometimes it's not in the cards. The element when it comes to officials, and when I say officials, I mean umpires in baseball as well, I don't feel like they're held accountable enough. I don't feel like bad performance when it comes to somebody that's officiating a game gets held against them. I don't think they lose their job over a series of bad performances, which I think should all be reevaluated over time. Scott Boris wasn't knocking the Braves when he was talking about how the Braves were kind of handed a championship. They cherry-picked a group of six teams that were all tanking, had it all given up on the 2021 season. Deserve all the credit for being able to exploit that. And Scott Boris is right when he's talking about the fact that so many teams coming into the 2022 season aren't even trying. That's not good for baseball. You know, you look at the NBA, and yes, there's some teams that, like the Houston Rockets, like I mentioned before, that, that aren't trying so much. T- tanking could be an issue when it comes to professional sports. And I spoke about John Wall. John Wall not being on the court for the Houston Rockets after they've tried to trade him and didn't succeed is allowing the Houston Rockets to tank if they want to get the number one draft pick for next year or get in the lottery for next year. John Wall on the court makes them better, gives them a better chance to win. And what's it to John Wall to stand there and legally be able to receive $44 million for not playing basketball? Nobody's winning in this situation. At some point, John Wall should be out there playing basketball. This is John Pielli, Passball Show, as always, brought to you by JohnPielli.com, by St. Aloysius Church in Jackson, New Jersey, by 2A's One Passion Food Truck located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. We'll be back with you Saturday with another edition of the PBS. God bless you, and as always, I'll see you on the other side. Very good possibility to have Chris Bryant was on the Chicago Cubs roster opening day. I have many leather-bound books. My apartment smells of rich mahogany. How come you're only looking at a certain amount of money that gets rewarded to a particular franchise as we hit the halfway point here in the past fall show? Why don't you give it all for a majority of it to the team that wins the freaking World Series? I was gonna listen to that, but then I just carried on in my life. I may mean, come out as the biggest Major League Baseball Manager Apologist That'll only make someone work just hard enough not to get fired Because hitters are going out there saying I'm either going to hit a home run or I'm going to strike out And if I don't get a pitch that I feel like I could drive out of the park I'm not even supposed to be here today Especially prospect whores and hoarders Are going to be a little pissed off at me when I say this I'm a dude, lady, the dude another dude. There are only two managers in baseball's Hall of Fame who have losing records. One of them is the iconic Connie Mack, who you can say, in spite of winning five World Series championships as a manager, could be in as much as a pioneer and Bucky Harris. <laughs> the spectrum they're on. Were they pitching? Were they batting? If your favorite team was pitching and a ball got inside to hit a batter, there's no way it could have been on purpose. But if, if you were a fan of the team that was batting and the ball got inside and hit somebody or went behind somebody's head, absolutely 100%, unequivocally, that pitcher was throwing at them. So the real They put their tail between their legs and decided they're going to do exactly what they're told do anything wrong in this situation. He took a bitch in the back. He got beat for crying out loud. 35 years ago, I could have loaned your parents the money for an abortion. <laughs>